The number one factor for inflation is the price of crude, is the price of a barrel of oil. That means the powers that be are going to do whatever it takes to control the price of oil. If you ever heard of a pump and dump scheme, this is exactly what it is. The simple definition of a pump and dump scheme is a simply use false information to drive up a stock price and then they sell. That's a pump and dump scheme. They use lies, they pump up the stock, and then they sell where the people that were involved in the scheme, they're the only ones that make money and everyone else is caught holding the bag. And when it and when it's too late, there's no value and they can't even sell it. The US economy is eroded by high oil prices. It, the price of crude affects the cost of manufacturing, the delivery of goods, the cost of farming, the cost of travel, the cost of everything that you buy from Amazon is greatly affected by the price of crude. Okay. And so the thing you have to understand is that the powers that be can't afford to allow oil prices to go up. Now, the current administration is anti fossil fuels. They are anti the very thing that it takes to prevent the economy from going into a US recession and going into a major depression and going into major inflation is oil. But they're doing everything but increasing the amount of oil, the amount of supply. Now, here's something you have to understand. Fundamentally speaking, we should be around $130 a barrel. If you look at the fundamentals, the supply versus demand, there was a time when for every barrel of oil we were producing, we were discovering three barrels of oil. Fast forward to today, we have an 8 billion population. Oil demand is the highest it's ever been. Under George Bush uh, uh, Jr., we had a demand of 85 million barrels of oil a day back in 2008. Since 2008, fast forward to today, we have increased our demand by 15 million barrels a day, and it continues to grow. Now, today, for every barrel of oil that we discover, we are consuming four. At those numbers, we are on the path for having crude oil scarcity. But the news isn't painting that picture. See, the news is being our puppet to make you believe that the price of crude is rightly priced. It's being manipulated. See, a barrel of oil is not a fundamental price. A barrel of oil is a future price. It's purely based upon speculation. Okay. The value of a barrel of oil is not based upon how many barrels of oil are in the system and how many people are buying those barrels of oil. No, it is based upon what you believe. No different than any stock. If you think Microsoft is worth nothing, Let's say you let's say we we catch Bill Gates in the biggest scam in this world has ever seen. Does that not affect the price of a Microsoft stock even though it has absolutely nothing to do with the production and the manufacturing of their operating system? How can that be? One thing has nothing to do with the other yet the stock price is dropping. That's exactly what's happening to the price of crude. You got the Energy Information Administration 
always putting out news, putting a wet blanket on the price of oil, saying, hey, there has been a uh, an inventory build, even though that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, it's the lowest it's ever been in U.S. history. We are, we are flooding the market. We continue to flood the market with even more barrels. They're releasing 26 million more barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And then they're saying, hey, we're seeing an inventory build. Well, of course. I mean, then you have China that's still under COVID lockdowns that's supposed to come out from these restrictions any day. And yet we're still flooding the market with, with barrels of oil that we found under the days of George W. Bush and the days of Obama and the days of Donald Trump. That's where that oil came from. It didn't come from the Biden administration. So we're taking from our savings account, we're putting it onto the open markets and the EIA is saying, hey, we have an inventory build. Well, of course we have an inventory build. We're putting out oil from days of long ago in a, in a, in a market where it's got enough barrels of oil in preparations for China and preparations for that increased demand. So here's the deal. The Federal Reserve, the EIA, and the news machine is all working together to keep the price of oil down. Every time there's a federal interest rate hike, it causes the price of oil to come down. The higher it costs to borrow capital, reduces the amount of capital in the open markets, reducing the volume of oil trades, reducing the amount of capital that is available to buy the commodity and chase the commodity price rally. The higher the federal interest rate hikes, it slows down the US economy. It causes uh, 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 more recession fears. It causes the price of a dollar to be even higher, causing it more expensive to buy a barrel of oil, reducing the amount of purchased barrels of oil, reducing the demand. And so if you think about it, it's a form of manipulation. And then you have the news pushing the recession fears. You have the news saying, hey, we have enough oil, we have enough crude, and they're not focusing on the, the truth that's out there. So I'm going to read some news here. Right now, uh, WTI crude is $75.92 per a barrel. Brent crude is $82.68. Pioneer CEO sees $100 oil by year end. Brent crude oil will be around $100 a barrel by the end of the year, Pioneer CEO Scott Sheffield has predicted. Oil has been range bound over the last five or six months, Sheffield said. Although Chinese demand is picking up significantly, I think that we'll see Brent will break 90 this summer and climb back up to $100 uh, sometime in the second half of this year. Ex expects WTI be in the low 90s by the end of the year. Despite the calls for $100 oil, Pioneer CEO reiterated that capital discipline is still the name of the game, adding that its shareholders haven't changed their view on that. We see no change at all. Pioneer CEO Scott Sheffield told Bloomberg today, okay? And so the thing is, uh, obviously, you know, there's a reason why we're going to see $100 oil, okay? Now, in the past, it would have been a little more, uh, uh, you know, for instance, Jeff Curry is saying that we, we should be around $130 a barrel, but we have to consider the system at place that is reducing the price of a barrel of oil, and it's not based on fundamentals. But the longer we stay in this environment, the longer they pull back the reins on these horses, even though that they want to run, the longer we stay in this position, the less CapEx spending on oil, new oil development, the less 
the 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 lower the price of oil, the less investment. Because right now we're in the five year underinvestment cycle. Well, that continues. So in this environment, all we're doing is reducing the amount of production. And what happens when you reduce the amount of production and false pretext when oil prices should be much higher? Demand, I mean, they're expected demand to be 102 million barrels by the end of the year. Record breaking demand. What do you think that kind of environment is going to do the price of oil? The further back these bands go, the tighter they get, and it's going to slingshot us to even higher oil prices. And history repeats itself. That's what happened in, in, in 2008 when we climbed to as high as $190 a barrel based upon uh, inflation. Now, uh, demand projected to hit more than 102 million barrels per day in 2024. Total world oil consumption will hit 100.47 million barrels per day this year and 102.26 million uh, a day in 2024. The February STEO projected, the STEO showed that demand is expected to hit 99.65 million barrels per day in the first quarter of this year. 100.5 million barrels per day in the second quarter and 100.99 million barrels per day in the third quarter and 101 uh, barrels a day by the fourth quarter. Okay. Consumption will come in at 101.56 uh, per day in the first quarter of 2024 and 101.77 per day in the second quarter of 2024 and 102.85 million barrels per day in both the third and fourth quarters of next year. Okay, which showed that total demand was 99.36 per day in 2022. So by 2024, they're expecting 103 million barrel a day demand. So if we had about 99 million barrels a day demand in, uh, in 2022, in 2024, they're expecting to have an additional 4 million barrel a day demand. Where's that oil going to come from? I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to say, you know what? Um, we're, we're not increasing the amount of oil we have. We're actually reducing it. And the demand for oil continues to grow. Um, and everything's being manipulated right now by the Federal Reserve, by the news, by the EIA, and by all that information. Hmm. Yeah, I think oil prices are just going to stay where they are. or They're probably going to drop. Listen, it's just crazy how people... It, we, we have very intelligent people on the news that are... Uh, quoting this, quoting things like I just said jokingly. It's just unbelievable. Um, Goldman Curry says China recovery, AOK commodities to jump. So uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, Jeff Curry is very strong in the strong opinion in the camp that, hey, China is going to increase uh, uh, demand and oil prices are going to be somewhere around $130 a barrel. So um, I used to agree with Jeff Curry, but I'm telling you, the 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 administration in place knows how to control prices okay but again under that environment all it does is reduce the amount of cap capex spending for the development of oil and gas and all you're doing is kicking the can down the road and we're going to see much higher oil prices in the end it might not happen this year but maybe sometime next year if oil demand continues to grow we might see 150 dollars oil again like we, we we saw in the days of george w bush and obama um so chinese oil imports finally break free analysts estimate china's crude imports will rise by 0.5 to a million barrels a day this year to as high as 11.8 million new all-time high reversing the year-on-year -year decline in 2022 firing up domestic refining that has suffered throughout the zero COVID years okay and so this 
This is an article that came out uh, February uh, 17th. And so there's a tremendous, so before it was just all talk, but now there's a tremendous amount of news that's uh, confirming that, li listen, China's demand is increasing, okay? So keep in mind, they've been under COVID restrictions uh, uh, while most people are coming out. OPEC's top official urged countries to invest much more in oil to meet the world's future energy needs and said climate policies need to be more balanced and fair. So OPEC's top official, Hathium Algaius, is, is talking here and he's warning the world like, look, listen, guys, wake up. We need to invest more money in the oil and gas industry, okay, versus the brain dead administration in place pushing global warming. I mean, these guys are Nazis about it. They, they, they were literally, literally part of a cult in trying to push the whole green energy initiative, reducing amount of uh, fossil fuels when we don't have enough. It's just insane. Okay. And they're promising, hey, listen, we're going to replace it with, with green energy. I can't believe anybody would buy this, but they do. Uh, it is imperative that all parties involved in the ongoing climate negotiation pause for a moment. Look at the big picture. They must work towards an energy transition that is orderly, inclusive, and helps ensure energy security for all. OPEC's Agaius said the oil industry had been plagued by several years of chronic underinvestment and needs $500 billion of investment annually until 2045. Well, that'd be a great idea to increase the amount of capital that's spent on oil development to prepare for tomorrow's future energy demand. But instead, you got the ESGs of the world, you got the Black Rocks, you got all of these large institutional financial investing companies, mostly Western and, and uh, Western alliances that are coming together and reducing the amount of capital being spent on oil. Now, and then you get a bunch of articles like this, oil prices drop as bearish sediment builds. Okay. And so that was put out, oil prices were dropped around 2 or $3 a barrel, and then they recouped quickly, okay? I'm not even going to go into this, but it's all it is is reading into what the EIA is saying. If you don't know what the EIA is, Energy Information Administration is a government organization funded by U.S. government that uh, does a tremendous amount of research and tells you how much oil we have, how much uh, demand we have, and uh, what they expect the future is going to look like, what they think Shell is going to do. I mean, how much more are they going to add to the uh, global uh, oil uh, production and what does OPEC have in the rest of the world? And so a lot of times they're, um, they're slanted in the direction of lowered oil demand, higher oil production, and lower oil prices, okay, which is really good for the Federal Reserve, which is the most powerful entity in the entire world. Um, and the Biden administration uh, is relying upon low oil prices, low inflation, higher job growth, uh, and a better U.S. economy in order to save his ass. And uh, of course, the EIA is going to do whatever they can to help cover it. I mean, I, I don't know why the media and in organizations like the EIA uh, is on the side of this, this Nazi, I shouldn't use the word Nazi. I do. I think the current administration is Nazi. No, I do not. But I think they're very ignorant when it comes to energy and how to reduce the cost of energy. Uh, just simply in, 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 they believe the lie that 
green energy can actually replace fossil fuels. We were blessed with a barrel of oil that had the best, uh, uh, it's the cheapest energy this world has ever uh, discovered. There's nothing near as combustible as crude oil, as gasoline, as, as natural gas, as fossil fuels, nothing. Green energy doesn't compare and the price doesn't compare, but they are pushing this agenda across the board. They're educating young minds to believe it. And they're educating young minds to believe that fossil fuels is evil. And so the next generation that comes to replace uh, us is going to be mostly brainwashed. I mean, my kids are not. I teach them the truth about it. But it's only going to get worse, guys. Um, and it would take a ma like what happened in Europe should have opened up the eyes of everybody. What happened in Sri Lanka should have opened up the eyes of everybody. We were still energy blind. It's just unbelievable. Uh, oil falls after the EIA confirms another large crude build. I mean, see, this is the EIA information BS that we continue to read. And so, yeah, oil prices dropped, but they, they quickly rebounded. Uh, so bad news for U.S. producers and natural gas prices plunge, okay? So the natural gas prices dropped tremendously, okay? Uh, U.S. shell gas producer Chesapeake Energy was one of the first to claim they would be reducing their active rig fleet after the price plunge with others expected to follow suit, okay? Now, I'm going to read some more articles here real quick, and then I'll talk about it. Rising costs will continue to erode U.S. shell profits. Despite record earnings for 2022, the biggest independent U.S. shell producers continue to flag cost inflation as a drag on profitability for 2023. This year's capital budgets will be higher than in 2022, but the expenditures will not go towards a material increase in oil production. As companies continue to prioritize uh, returns to shareholders with the record cash flows as profits generated last year. We're doing what we can to cut costs and keep costs as low as possible in a, and you know, infl inflationary environment. Okay. President and chief financial officer of Diamondback Energy. Uh, the biggest headwind over the last six quarters has been casing cost. Uh, he added, Diamondback's chief operating officer, Daniel Wesson, added, hopefully we'll start seeing some help on the inflation front there through the second and third quarter, okay? The cost inflation has certainly driven the company's break-even price even higher. Devin Energy's executive said the break-even price for the company has increased around $40 per barrel WTI from a break-even point of $30 WTI price a year ago. So there's several things you have to understand, okay? So the shell companies are not profitable if they develop. So why not... Why not take advantage of the fact, okay, let's not spend any more money on CapEx spending. That simply means, hey, let's not spend any money on drilling. That would be no different than your household uh, saying, hey, let's not go out to eat anymore. Let's not drive anywhere anymore. So we, we reduce the amount of gas we spend. Let's not spend any money. That way, the income that comes in will fill, make us feel like we're rich. Okay, well, that's what, that's what they did. Okay, in 2022, in 2023, they stopped spending on money on new development. Now, here's their excuse. Inflation is to blame. Okay, it's no different than Curtin administration calling it the Putin price hike, blaming Putin for inflation, blaming Putin for high oil prices, blaming Putin for high gas prices, blaming Putin for 
having issues with, with, with shipping and international imports and exports and everything else. Let's just blame everything on Putin. Well, that's exactly what the shell companies are doing. They're blaming it on inflation and the current state of the economy. Okay. Here's something you have to understand. The U.S. shell companies. Now I'm talking about S-H-A-L-E. Okay. Um, all the majors are developing in shale. Okay. First, they in the 1920s to early 2000s, they were focused on uh, conventional infill drilling. Okay. Well, they ran out of conventional. Okay. They became so efficient. They became so large that the the conventional oil there just wasn't enough. They needed more. So they went offshore. They did these massive hundred million dollar plays making these huge discoveries. Well, they stopped finding discoveries and they, they ran out of room. And so then they discovered shale. Now shale, they've been discovering it since the 1920s. They drill through it. It's a hard shale, low porosity, low permeability. They don't have the ability to extract oil from it. Well, they invented fracking. Fracking breaks it up and all of a sudden oil can flow. Well, it's the most expensive barrel of oil to produce. You want a free-flowing well where you don't even have to frack the well. That's where most of your cost is, okay? So if the oil just flows, hey, we got a great oil well. We only spent a half million dollars on this well, 200000 whatever. But a, but a shale well might cost upwards of $20 million, okay? And so it's the most expensive barrel of oil to produce. Under the Trump administration, we had a glut of shale oil because the printing presses f- flip the switch. They pumped too much money in the shell industry, causing the shell oil glut. Oil prices averaged 50 something dollars a barrel under Donald Trump. Now, all those shell companies went bankrupt. They needed $70, $80 oil to really be profitable. They all lost money. Okay. They weren't profitable. All right. So now, fast forward to today, they've reduced the amount of capital that they're going to invest in shale. Investors have reduced amount of capital they're investing in, in these large oil companies via stock. And so they made the decision, you know what? Instead of increasing output and reducing the value of our oil, because we already have millions of barrels of oil being produced, why would we spend all of our money to develop more and we're just competing with our older wells? Because if you don't spend money on development, you have more capital, in the bank. In addition, the barrel of oils that you produce today is already paid for. Those wells are already paid for. And number three, that oil is being sold for more. Okay. So the shell companies for the first time are profitable, but they were unprofitable when they were developing. They're not going to come out to the world and say, Hey, listen, I'm the CEO of Chevron. I'm the CEO of Exxon. And I just want to let you know that if we drill, we're going to lose money. In fact, We've already produced all of the tier one assets. Now we have to go to this tier two assets where are not as economical. It costs more money to develop. And uh, yeah, so if we drill anymore, we're going to go bankrupt. You're never going to hear that. Of course, they're going to blame it on inflation. They're going to blame it on the current administration. They're going to blame everything except for themselves. Listen, shale, oil and gas was... The last attempt, they had conventional, they ran out. They had offshore and they ran out. Now, Shell was the last ditch effort, the last opportunity. Shell is the source rock. It's the heart of all oil formations in the U.S. They're going after the heart of this thing and they're out. They're done. There's not no place to go. And so instead of admitting failure, instead of admitting the fact that they are not cost effective at producing 
one of the largest assets this world has ever seen, it's um, they all their only option is to lie and, and blame it on uh, blame it on inflation. So what is that going to do? It's going to cause them to reduce the amount of development. All the while, EIA is saying, hey, U.S. Shell is going to increase by a million barrels of oil a day by such and such date. And then they reduced it down to half million or whatever. Listen, you can't believe anything the EIA is saying. For every million barrels of oil that Shell produces, you're going to see a reduction of 450,000 because the decline curve of U.S. Shell plays is 45%. So you think about that for a second, Okay. If we're producing 12 million barrels of oil a day and 7 million of it is shale, okay, and we lose 45% of that, okay, you're talking about 3 million barrels of oil a day. That means all, in order to stay at 12 million barrel a day production, we have to increase output by three over 3.5 million, uh, roughly 3 million barrels of oil. You, do you see what I'm saying? And they're not even going to do that, okay? So I could foresee here in the next, and, and of course, there's a lot of ducks drilled uncompleted wells that are have already been drilled. They're just simply bringing online, okay? That's causing a false sense of supply. And then, in, but the thing is a newly drilled shell well actually has a, a, a decline curve of 85%, okay? Before you hit that 45%. Okay, so a lot of the increased oil that you're seeing, um, it's not going to last, guys. So maybe we have another year or two before you start seeing a major decrease in U.S. shell supply, and it's only going to get worse. Um, Russia plans to deep. Uh, Russia plans deep March oil export cut sources say. Okay, uh, Russia plans to cut oil exports from its western ports by up to 25% in March versus February, exceeding its announced production cuts in a bid to lift prices for its oil, three sources in Russia oil market said. Uh, Russia already announced plans to cut its oil production by 500,000 in March, amounting to 5% of its output, 0.5%. Okay, so 25% versus 5%. So, so Russia plans to cut 2.5 million barrel a day output. Okay, now the U.S. Treasury officials have said the Russian decision to cut oil production reflects its inability to sell all its oil. Washington has said it pushed for the introduction of price caps to limit revenues for President Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine, but have set them high enough to avoid a further spike in global oil prices. Okay, so Putin is just simply saying, hey, we're going to reduce oil output by half a million barrels of oil a day with the potential to be high as 2.5 million without but that way they could save face because they just don't want to admit to the fact that the West has won, okay, won at their game, okay, and so instead of admitting to the fact that hey, listen, uh, the 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 regulations and the laws that uh, the the UN the West is passing um, is affecting me, they're just simply saying yeah, we've made a decision to cut back a half a million barrels of oil a day and with the potential to reduce. By 2.5 million. I mean, it's no different than what shell companies are doing. Uh, it's because of inflation. Okay. Um, oil succumbs to one two punch from US oil release and inflation. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve will fall to its lowest level in over 40 years as a result of the administration decision to move forward with a congressionally mandated sell of 26 million barrels of crude. West Texas Intermediate settled near $79 a barrel, slipping on the day 
but clawing back over a 3% drop. Now, as you can see, uh, oil price um, is actually uh, $83, $34 a barrel. So when this article came out, um, it was $79 a barrel. Okay, so oil prices have come up. Now, it, it's just amazing to me that the largest strategic petroleum reserve in the world is at the lowest it's ever been. And oil prices are still only 80 something dollars a barrel. It's just crazy to me, but I'm not surprised as, as, as based on what I've said before, you know why. This is something you should be severely concerned right now that they're, they're keeping a lid on for whatever reason. But the US military shoots down Iranian made drone over oil site in Syria. Okay. So why would they have to shoot down a Iranian drone over an oil site in Syria? Well, simply because Iran is doing whatever they can to bring instability to the West by taking out key oil facilities. Okay. And so this is happening more and more often, and it's not getting uh, uh, mentioned in the news. It's not being reported. And at some many, many points, it's not even being uh, discovered because they don't even realize what's going on. Okay. The Iranian backed Houthi rebels have claimed responsibility for several drone attacks. For example, in 2021, the terror group launched an explosive laden drone toward a military airbase in the southern Saudi Arabian city of Kamas. It also claimed responsibility for the attacks of 2019 attacks on the two Aramco plants located at the heart of Saudi Arabia's oil industry, the world's biggest oil processing facility near Daman, and the country's second largest oil field. More than 40 drones and missiles were reportedly launched at the Saudi Arabia by the Houthis in one month alone in 2021. The militia group has also attacked the UAE with drones, blowing up three oil tanker trucks and killing three people in Abu Dhabi. Now, the reason why I'm reading this older news, I want you to understand, listen, Iranian drones are used to take out oil infrastructure. They did it in Saudi Arabia. They did it in the UAE. They're doing it in Syria. They're doing it in uh, Ukraine. They're doing it in Israel. And so it's only going to in right now, the attacks have heightened tremendously. Okay. And I want you to understand, I want to build a foundation for what I'm about to explain to you, okay? Iran becoming a global drone producer on back of Ukraine war, says U.S. Iran emerging as a global leader in the production of cheap and lethal drones, according to the U.S. official, who say Tehran is using the war in Ukraine as a shop window for its technologies. Analysts at the Defense Intelligence Agency outlined how Iran had turned from being a regional drone player in the Middle East to becoming Moscow's most significant military backer in the war, okay? Um, so bottom line, you have to understand that the Middle East is, is becoming Moscow's most significant military backer in the war, okay? Iran is uh, producing drones for Russia, okay? Uh, and they've built a facility in Russia. Uh, and so now the United Nations votes unanimously to extend sanctions on Yemen's Houthis. United Nations and UN Security Council voted unanimously Wednesday to extend the arms embargo on Yemen's Houthi rebels and an asset freeze and travel ban on Houthi leaders and top officials until November 15th. The British drafted resolution also extends the mandate of the United Nations panel of experts monitoring the sanctions until December 15th. In February 2022, the Security Council expanded an arms embargo on the Houthi leaders to include all Houthis saying 
They have threatened the peace, security, and stability of the war-torn country. Okay, so now they're putting um, sanctions back in Iran because of everything that's happening right now. So I, I'm telling you, you got to search for this information. It's not. This is not something that um, is just out there for the whole world to see. Okay. Um, UK presents evidence linking Iran to the Houthi weapons supply. Okay, so Iran is always um, denying uh, the fact that they are supplying um, they are supplying uh, drone uh, uh, and weaponry to the Houthi-backed rebels. Okay, Britain says it has for the first time presented evidence that Iran is supplying advanced weapons to the Houthi rebels in Yemen. And so Yemen is just south of the Saudi border, okay? Saudi Arabia is the second highest producer of, of crude, okay? Um, and so if Saudi, all, all Iran has to do is send one drone from Yemen to Saudi Arabia like they have done several times in the past to take out oil facilities. Now, as, you, as I showed you in the news, uh, they have taken out many times Saudi key oil infrastructure, and it would take a lot of barrels of crude offline. Okay. But the problem is, is that the bombs and a problem, when I say problem, I'm talking Iran's problem issue is that they can't make it permanent because the bombs, the payload is very weak. Okay. But now they've partnered with Russia. All right. And Russia has nuclear weapons, okay? Now, I want to read this uh, news article here to give a little more details of what I'm trying to say. U.S. Navy official says Iranian attacks in the Middle East have the attention of everyone, okay? So this is a news article that was uh, put out uh, uh, about three days ago. Iranian attacks in the waterways of the Middle East and elsewhere in the region have the attention of everyone as tensions rise over Tehran's advancing nuclear program, okay? So Iran has increased their nuclear program. The head of the U.S. Navy's Fifth Fleet said Tuesday, okay? Now, but the concerns about Iran have only grown in recent months as Tehran enriches uranium closer than ever to weapons-grade levels and has enough fissile material for several nuclear bombs if it chooses to build them, if it chooses. Oh, if, if it chooses. Look, Iran has chosen... And they were working directly with Putin himself. They could simply get nuclear warheads from, from Putin. I truly be, believe that Iran today has the ability to drop a nuclear bomb, and they're waiting for the green light to do it. If, if Iran was equipped with the nuclear ability and the drone capability, because since then, in the last several years, they've come a long ways with their, with their drone capability. Now they have the ability to go over a thousand miles. They've quadrupled their range. In addition, they've, they've increased their payload, the ability to carry even more bombs. They have drones that could carry eight bombs. Imagine if they had this technology put together with nuclear capabilities, okay? Whether it's from their own supply of nuclear potential or they're just simply getting it from Russia, that doesn't matter. But if you take their today's Iranian drones and advanced as they are and couple it with nuclear technology and go back to the years when they were dropping bombs in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia would cease to exist. Or at least minimum, they could take out 10 million flowing barrels of oil a day in a in a second, okay, which would be 
it would be good for Putin and it would be good for Iran because Iran sells a lot of crude. They'd, they'd be, they, the sanction would be gone on Iran to produce even more oil in that event. And of course, they would simply deny it. Um, and probably Putin would get, get the blame for it. And Putin's already sanctioned to hell and back. He doesn't care. And now Iran even has even more sanctions, which when you take a, 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 a when you, when you take a, an outfit like Iran, who doesn't care anymore because they're getting sanctioned to death, at that point, they start using uh, warfare. Uh, there have been several Iranian attacks on commercial shipping uh, the region, including a still murky drone assault on the Tanker Campo Square on February 10th. That's been cited by Israeli Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Iran carried out the attack, which wounded no one on board, according to a U.S. defense official who spoke to the AP to the AP on a condition of anonymy to discuss intelligence matters. Iran has denied targeting the vessel, though it has denied other attacks attributed to it since the collapse of the nuclear deal following America's withdrawal from the accord in two, uh, 2018. So here's the deal. The West is doing whatever they can to reduce the price of oil without increasing the amount of oil. We are consuming more oil and then any time in U.S. history, we are producing less oil than the days of 2019 under Donald Trump, and we we're and we have tier two assets in Shell. There's no other place to go. They can't keep pulling the reins on these horses. At some point, those reins are going to snap, and all of that that and you hold it back for this long, they're only going to run faster and never stop. I could foresee a price of the barrel of oil come 2024. Uh, to be somewhere around $130 a barrel simply because we hit demand levels, 103 million barrel a day demand. China comes back online. India is saying, listen, we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, double our oil demand. I mean, India has yet to even come close to the demand of US per capita. No country, no country uses as much oil as America. We only have 350 million people. China has like 1.4 billion and, and, and uh, India has about the same. And their demand is growing. Iran is a loose cannon. They are looking for the highest bidder. They are in this for money, power, and they already have been disrespected by the world. They're being disrespected by their own people. They're not following the basic laws. And somebody that feels small and feels disrespected, I mean, you look at... Uh, Kim Jong-un or whatever his name is in North Korea. I mean, he's, he's dropping, he's sending random missiles across the world because he demands respect. Iran is tired of being disrespected. They want the respect of Saudi Arabia and they want the respect of the West. And they probably want the respect of Vladimir Putin. And so it's only a matter of time until they get the respect of the world. If they drop a bomb on Saudi Arabia or, or Israel, because Saudi Arabia and Israel are joining forces. What do you think Iran's going to do in response to that? What do you think Iran's going to do in response to the new sanctions that are being placed on them? They have been reduced to ashes because of these sanctions of the West, the sanctions of America, and they're fighting back. And so there's a religious war between Iran and Saudi Arabia, the same religion that caused people to, to crash airplanes in buildings, ending their lives. These guys have nuclear bombs. Imagine if, imagine if these guys that ran into the, the, the buildings in 9-11, imagine if they had nuclear bombs 
in America. Imagine if they had nuclear bombs. And so right now, Iran cannot reach America because we have the most advanced military weaponry, nor do you want to wake up the sleeping bear. But Saudi, but Iran has already proven that they could get away with dropping weapon uh, bombs in Iran or in, in Saudi Arabia and still continue because Saudi Arabia does not have the, the, the power to destroy Iran, to destroy the people in Yemen because they're, they're at war. Otherwise they would have done it already. I mean, if Russia could take out Ukraine easily, they would have done it already. I think Iran is the only one crazy enough to use nuclear weapons on a Saudi oil facility. And I think, I think Putin and Saudi Arabia or Putin and Iran are working deals together. Um, and Putin is probably, probably sharing his nuclear weaponry in return. Um, he wants him to continue, continue because Iran is taking out oil infrastructure in various places. They're taking out random, um, oil export boats in the ocean. They're taking around out random oil facilities in Syria and in, in, in Saudi Arabia, but they have yet to use a nuclear powered Iranian drone. That is going to change the dynamic of the war, the dynamic of this world. And it's going to cause us to go begging to the Middle East for energy. Otherwise, we will see energy poverty like this world has never seen. And that's exactly what Putin wants. That's exactly what Iran wants. And I think deep down, although Saudi Arabia seems a very peaceful country, that's what they want because they're tired of the powers that be bringing down their precious commodity because the biggest, their biggest, uh, their, their biggest income stream comes from the price of crude and it's being sold for a price that fundamentally it just doesn't make any sense. All right, guys, I'm Sean Pruitt, president of Kingdom Exploration. Uh, I, I'd appreciate it, you know, in the comments below, tell me what you think is going to happen, where you think oil prices are going to go. If you have any great related news articles, look at my description below. You see my uh, email there. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. All right, guys, we'll talk soon. Thanks.